Okay, listen. I've been making podcasts for a while now, primarily about minimalism and technology, and, you know, I got on some goals where I wanted to, I want to continue to make a game, but really what I'm trying to do is tell a story. So that means write a story, you know, make a game about the story. I would love to make a movie out of the story, you know, just super lofty goals. But before any of that, I ha- I'm making another major adjustment. And this is this is the thing. I For the longest time, I've been using the iPhone with screen time, and it's actually worked really well for me. And I recently figured out that the pin that I use to secure screen time from myself, I can easily get around. Like it takes two seconds. And that just doesn't work for me at all. So, 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 so. I realize that my problem, and I think this is like, I think a lot of people in society are feeling this very much so. Smartphones, and honestly, just like the internet, generally speaking, is just too much. You know, it's just too distracting. It takes up too much time. If you look at, if you're just reading how much screen time you're using on like phones and other devices, I mean, we're talking about like years and years and years and years of life, like decades of life spent on these devices. And um, it's just too much. It's too much. It's too much. It's too much. And I've known this for a long time, like a long time. And I've fought it and I've just, you know, tried to find ways to work with it and achieve harmony and balance. And it just doesn't, it just doesn't work. And, um, so I give up. (laughs) Okay. I surrender to the fact that I just like Apple with the screen time. It was my last hope. And now that that's failed, (laughs) um, I can no longer have a smartphone. So I am selling my smartphone. It happens to be an iPhone because of the screen time thing. And because I'm selling my iPhone, I no longer need my Apple Watch because you need an Apple you need a iPhone to be able to configure an Apple Watch. So bye-bye iPhone, bye-bye Apple Watch. Um, I've also disconnected my internet at my house, which is something I had had before this whole lockdown thing happened, I didn't have home internet and it was fine. And uh, but when that happened, I started working from home, and so I had to turn the internet back on. And it's just like you know, it's been a nightmare. So, I mean, you know, whatever. I've 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 achieved as much balance as I can, and um, but I'm cutting the cord again, and this time I'm going to the I'm going to. I'm going back to the Light Phone 2. The Light Phone 2 was a phone I've exper- I purchased years ago, experimented with. I liked a lot of aspects of it, but I hated a lot of aspects of it, uh, particularly the software. The user experience was just awful. The typing on the keyboard was awful. Using the dial pad was awful. And um, the software just wasn't there yet. But they've been working on the software for the past about maybe two, three years since I've had it last. And uh, it's gotten a lot, lot better. And so I'm going 
I'm basically switching to the light phone too, and I'm going to do it full time, not part time, full time. And uh, it's going to be uh, well. It's not. I'm actually really looking forward to it. And there's a couple things that I'm doing to complement this because with the light phone, it doesn't have a camera. I never use the front-facing camera on phones anyways. I don't take selfies personally, but um, so that's not a big deal for me, but I do take pictures. And so having a camera is is something I, I need, I guess is the thing. And um, in order to have a camera that works for me, I have to have something that's very portable. So I've been doing a bunch of research and there are, there's basically, surprisingly, there's a huge resurgence with the digital cameras from like the early 2000s. People are just like going back to those and and uh, it's reflected in the price. I was shocked that uh, looking on eBay at some of these things and they're like things that you, people were just like giving away or throwing away are now back up to like hundreds of dollars um you know you can still find some deals but the point is people are going back to these like cameras which i love i just love the whole idea of it um and it's also you kind of get this retro feel it's just like a different feel texture from photos that you see on everything else because i think like the iphone it's just a super mature product you know, and it's it's for people who are like technology nerds also, it's just become like super boring. And I just feel like they've like if you just want to stay within that ecosystem, I understand it. Um, I understand it. You know, they just basically have been doing like these incremental improvements over the past, you know, many, 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 many years. So every year the iPhone basically gets a bigger camera, you know, slightly better camera. Uh, and slightly faster processor. I mean, that's pretty much it. There's a couple little gimmicky changes, uh, like I don't even, not even call them gimmicky. There's a couple of changes, like the dynamic island, which is just them like doubling down on the fact that you're gonna have a cutout on the front of your phone, which I personally hate. Um, they, you know, they have like a, this toggle. They took away the toggle switch for the mute button and turned it into a multitask button. It's fine. I don't care either way about that. Um, they never brought back Touch ID, which I hate because I personally is a Touch ID fan. I don't like using the Face ID personally. That's just me. Not everybody agrees with that, but um, for to me, like the iPhone is just it kind of it's going to take like another company to make something interesting. Like surprisingly, I th I feel like there's just like a huge open open lane in like the smartphone sort of industry to do something different because we just have like Apple and Android at this point, and Android, let's be honest, just is just a copy of iPhone. And if you want to argue with that, it's like just look at where Android was before the iPhone came out, you know, and then after the iPhone came out, it's like. You know, it it's just a it's a copy. But but to be fair, they're both pretty much copying Palm anyways. 
palm was sort of moving in that direction it's just apple came out with the multi-touch feature which is a huge huge improvement uh you know over where smartphones were in the past so um okay so um i was just looking at <laughs> purchasing a, a light phone and i'm trying to get it overnighted somebody's um confirming so so here's the thing it's like i just i, I feel like and i know a lot of people feel this way that when the iphone came out there was just there was a lot of other options there was blackberry which was like known as crackberry because they were so addictive and so addictive in a way that you just it was like productivity powerhouse if you were a business person and you had a blackberry it was like the best way to to communicate because it basically just had like email on the phone and it had a, you know a good like contact <laughs> just like basic stuff um you know like an address book and you could put your like CRM software on there, your your customer relationship management software on there, like you know making appointments for people, just basic stuff like how you use your calendar. And the point of it was like centered around connecting with people. And I think, in the way that those devices were centered around connecting with people, was around connecting with them either by a phone call, or by um, like a face to face meeting. That's how, that's, that's, that was where those devices were centered around. It was like getting you to either a phone call or to a face-to-face -face meeting, um, or the third option was an email. That was where, like, if there was a funnel, it was funneling you to those three options. Once the app store and the iPhone and everything came out and, you know, all the social media apps sort of came out similar time, you know, Facebook really jumped heavily into apps and things like that. And then, you know, of course, like Instagram came out and Facebook, but them, and then we have this Twitter competitor, you know, competitor, I guess it's, um, the, the social interactions that the iPhone funnels you towards are a social media interaction a mostly social media interaction by like far by far or a text message conversation right like it's really like it, it really the, the sort of iMessage thing is very like mature in a good way where it's just a really, it's the best possible experience you could have for texting someone. You know, you can add emojis, you can add little gifts, you can have this fun little conversation, you know, that way. But what I'm feeling very strongly is like, I'm starting to really despise like texting because it's so impersonal. It's very like, it's, it is very efficient but it's it's impersonal it's like i'm at the point where i'm just like just call me like let's have a conversation let's talk you know i don't want to text anymore <laughs> right like like if it's something basic like are you here or you know what i mean like just some logistical thing like texting is nice to have okay i'm not saying texting is bad 
but I'm saying it's overused. Like there's there's a lot of social quote unquote social interactions that result in a text message that just should be a call. It should be like pick up the fucking phone and call somebody. You know what I mean? Hey, how's it going? Oh, hey, you know, I was just thinking about this thing, blah, blah, blah. I saw this funny thing, whatever. Like, this is, you know, what are you up to, blah, blah, blah. How are things going? Just like a phone call in terms of like a interpersonal, like social activity is miles above a text message. Because also, like, if you ever get into an argument with someone... If you get into an argument with them over the phone, it's not necessarily always going to resolve itself, right? But you have a much, 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 much higher chance of communicating effectively if you're verbally communicating with someone. If you're texting and you have an argument with someone, it is so easy to, for that to like just go off the rails, right? Misunderstandings, just insane, like... I mean, just awful, awful misunderstandings, and um, and just yeah, it just evolves into this thing, and I think that's part of where we're at, like in a society, because we're communicating via text and we're communicating through social media, and these things are not really effective communication tools. Like, if you actually want to have a conversation where you actually come to understanding with someone or you have the opportunity to have understanding with someone, you have to talk to them. You have to use your voice. You know what I mean? Like, if you, as long as you have the option to do that, right? If you don't, use the best tools that you can, obviously. Like, technology is great for that. But, but if you have the ability to talk to someone with your voice, like, you, should, you need to do that. And, um, and people are not doing that, right? So we just result to, like, social media posts text message a link to a video that just like that just that just hardens people's view on whatever they were feeling already as opposed to them having an opportunity to have some sort of understanding for like a different point of view or perspective or or really like actual growth so i'm i'm getting to that point where it's like i'm like I don't, I like texting to me, like to most people, I feel like in society at this point has jumped up to like the number one, you know, um, communication. Like if you're actually communicating with an individual, um, or social media is like there too. Like people will like send you a message or a DM or something on social media before they'll even text you. And then calling is like a, is like a distant third. Um, but I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to talk. I don't want to have conversations through social media or through text message. I don't, I just don't. <laughs> and there's a supposedly like this huge lonely ac- a- a- epidemic, which I feel like is true. I think I'm personally someone who has been lonely, who has experienced loneliness, especially from working from home, uh, during this whole time you know it's like easy to like fall off of social connection especially if you, you live in a small town you do, you're not in an area where there's a lot of people 
it's easy to fall off. Or sometimes people that are in an area, a lot of people, maybe they also experience some type of isolation because they're also just on their phones. Like, even though they're, like, around other people, they're not even aware of them because they're just looking at their phone or whatever. Or they're communicating. You know, they're just doing the things, the, 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 the smartphone things. And so I just feel like, like a lot of folks feel, we took a wrong turn with the iPhone, with, like, the introduction of smartphones. Is as awesome as they are, as incredible as they are, as efficient as they are, as they you know, and there's amazing apps. Like I'm not gonna say I, I guarantee you I'm going to feel pain <laughs> switching to the light phone. I I guarantee you I'm gonna f- experience frustration. You know, something I could easily have done with an app previously, I'm not gonna be able to do with the light phone. I'm not. And um, and there's gonna be there's gonna be some frustration. There's gonna be some real frustration there, because the because smartphones, generally speaking, they do so much. But but and it's that's the part is the but. It's like the but is that there's just no limit. You know, and then also that that, that funnel. It just it just. The way that it works is, and you could argue that you use your smartphone maybe to form social connections with people, right? Like there's apps for, you know, like Meetup and things like that where like it can funnel you towards like meeting people in real life. You could argue with that with dating apps and things like that, that there's an opportunity. But but there's a whole host of issues with that kind of stuff too. And... um and ultimately, for me, it's like um, it's like, and I feel like <laughs> I feel like most people are addicted to their phones, and they're just sort of trying to fight that, you know. But it's if you are addicted to your phone, then like people that are addicted to things. Don't use them in moderation. They recognize that they can't. They can't control the you know that that addiction, and they they recognize that they have to separate themselves from that. You know, it's like if this is all entertainment purposes only, as always. But it's like if you're an alcoholic, for example, you don't moderately drink on a daily basis to try to like not be an alcoholic <laughs> to try to manage your alcoholism like that is not how it works you know you have to get away from it you know you have to get it out of your house and away from you so that you're not tempted to to use it and congratulations to all the people who feel like this is not like an issue for them but for me it, it is and with with this like, like I said, getting around screen time so easily now, <laughs> I was so I was so frustrated. I was so upset to see how easy it was to get around it. I just had I had been good at like not looking at how to do it, and hoping that it wasn't like a real thing. And um, but it but but it is. So uh, so I have to do that. But it also brings in a question like generally speaking, also like. You know, I've worked as a software developer 
And I, generally speaking, like they give you like a laptop. And part of the reason they give you that laptop is because you can go work from home. But I don't want to work from home. I'm like done working from home, you know? Like, I don't mind working remotely, but I I need to like rent an office space. That's what I used to do before all this happened. I need, I need to, a separation between home and work. And from experience, I can tell you personally, like, you know, I was, I, I think I managed that like working from home thing as well as anybody can, but it's, it's not, I don't think it's healthy. I don't think it's healthy. Um, I think it's important to like, like, I'm not against remote work. I'm a, I'm a huge like pro remote work person, but again, like if I'm going to be working remotely moving forward, I need a desktop computer that I can leave at a co-working space or an office space that I rent so that I can go from home to the office and then work on whatever I have to work on, do a great job, be super productive, but then go home. Um, this is also like culturally, is, since I've had a chance to travel a little bit, there's... <laughs> Other cultures outside of the U.S. are so much better at separating work time from personal time. Like, they take it seriously. Like, they will shut down at 5 o'clock or whatever time that is. Like, here we have this phrase in the U.S. called the 9 to 5, but I haven't ever met anybody that actually works on 9 to 5. It's like a 9 to 6 or an 8 to 6 or, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> like a 9 to 7 or just like some, like you know, nine to until your work is done kind of a thing or till you feel like you just can't do it anymore and then you go, like, then you go stop working for the day. Like, it's just, it's awful. I burnt out from it, I think, you know, which is like, so I quit my job, I took time off um, and my ultimate realization is just moving back into it Um if I'm going to be doing work that requires the internet, I have to be doing it in an office space. And I do, I, I do not want internet in my house and I don't want a smartphone and I don't want, um, devices that are required to connect to the internet at my house. The most frustrating part about that is, um, you know, my probably favorite console video game console is the Xbox. Personally, I was big on that. Um, you know, I had the original and then the 360 days, I started downloading digital copies of games. So I have this big digital library of games, which was fine. But then uh, with this latest generation, like not only are the games digital only, like you can't, there's less and less and less games you can actually buy on a physical disc. Even if you can buy the physical disc, the, the the game's not on the disc. You just put the disc in and it starts downloading the game from the internet. Even if part of the game is on the disc, it has to download all these updates. And then what's worse of all is that um, a lot of games these days require you to be connected to the internet, even if it's just a single player game, which I just, it's so sad and so depressing. It's so depressing. <laughs> Unbelievably depressing. Um, 
as someone who like is excited about the new latest and greatest games you know so it just it just means like sacrifices need to be made you know um but the other big part of this and the only way that this is going to work the only way that this is going to stick me not having home internet and me not having a smartphone you know and just using a digital camera and that these type of things the only way this is going to work is if i put more effort into actual real life socialization if i have real life friends who come over who i go out with you know i go places with then it will work it actually will work but the reason i think the main reason that most people are using social media they're using youtube they're using the internet generally speaking and netflix all the time is because they're alone and it's not healthy so we like to have something there in even if it's just in the background that we can listen to that makes us feel like we're not alone you know you, you put the you put the movie on you put the tv show on you know people people you know they watch the tv shows and then they feel like you know they they've made some sort of bond with these characters because like like they're they're friends like they're their real life friends you know it feels like that because that's sort of how the shows are written you know but there's actually a situation where like you can actually <laughs> Like what we actually need is real life friends. In you know, and that's tough, and it sucks, and it's messy, and people sometimes don't say what they're gonna do, and sometimes people don't fucking show up on time, you know, and people sometimes, are, you know, they just lie, you know. Like there's a bunch of social problems that are difficult and frustrating and annoying. All of the above. And um, all of the above. And uh, that is another reason why it's so alluring to just get on the smartphone, get on the internet, you know, do the social media thing. It's so much safer. You know, anytime you're uncomfortable, you just swipe a little bit. You know, you swipe up, you swipe right, left, whatever. Like you just swipe, swipe the problems away. You see a post that makes you a little more uncomfortable, you know, you swipe it, you report it, like you whatever, like, you, you know, you just, it's so easy, but it's putting us in this position where comfort is such a priority that it's almost like people's ability to grow and just have like actual genuine connection is like atrophying. And, um, man, it's frustrating. It is so frustrating. It's so, it sucks. But I, but I want to be, I want to meet people who are like on this type of journey, you know, and I want to kind of get back to, not get back to, but I think all of these changes and experiments that I did previous to this were sort of preparation for this. And I, and I, I understand I understand that it's like there's certain human needs right and um, 
the socialization stuff is like it's important <laughs> it's important for people to and man what a traumatic time we've been through the last, the last few years like especially regarding that you know we put a lot of strain on people a lot of people don't feel super comfortable being around other people you know there's all there's all sorts of stuff that just like was exacerbated by that whole situation but um but i think maybe a potential good side is that people recognized the need that they actually have to connect with people on a very real level so i'm i'm just going to focus on getting back to like putting an effort and I've been doing this, of like putting more effort into connecting with people, right? Like it's not impossible to have friends. It just takes effort, <laughs> you know? Like you got to follow up with people. <laughs> you got you to reach out to people. You know, sometimes like you reach out to people and they don't get back to you right away. And then you can't start thinking, you know, that like the worst about that situation because they didn't respond to you or maybe they didn't res- they responded but not in the way that you wanted them to respond it's like kind of relearning the fact that like you can have people you know if you want to have a social connections and a lot of them or however many you feel like you need you can do it it's just you just have to be uh, sort of prepared for the the reality of it. You know what I mean? Like some of these people that I've been communicating with and everything, like there's aspects of them that I'm just like annoyed by. Like there's aspects of, that I'm like, why don't you get the thing that I said? Or, or why are you not like, they're, <laughs> like, why are you not responding in this way that I assume that someone would respond in, right? And, um, but the more, like, I just am just, like, sort of, uh, what's the, how do I describe it? The more I just kind of go with, I just sort of let it go and let it flow, <laughs> is, like, people surprise you. Like, sometimes, like, you, you know, like, uh, like, having a conversation with someone where you just feel like it's not going anywhere and it's just like, okay, fine, you know? But you don't say anything about it. I just let it go. Like, I found that those people, like, will reach out to me in strange ways, you know? Like, not strange ways, but just, like, reach out. Just, like, something funny or just, like, you know? Like, people need the connection. We're all imperfect. And that's been another thing that, like, social media has just put so much, like, too much pressure on people of, like sort of reinforces this idea of like you need to be perfect and if you make a mistake it's like the whole world's gonna (laughs) the whole world is going to you know make you feel that and um you know it's gonna chastise you for for whatever mistake that you made like what an awful 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 (laughs) um situation that is you know it's like the the amount of fear i think most people are walking around with whether it's conscious or not that they feel like they just can't make a mistake or if they say the wrong thing 
you know, it's not like they're just going to get outcast by their social circle that's around them. Like, they could get put on the internet and then everyone thinks, like, literally everyone thinks, like, that you're a bad person. (laughs) You know? Like, what a weird, awful situation that we've created like that. You know, so when I've watched, like, videos of uh, of these type of things, like, because there's there's plenty of videos on the internet of, like, look at this person, look how stupid they are, how could they be so dumb, blah, 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 you know, like, that kind of thing. And maybe the, maybe whatever this person was doing was dumb, and it was stupid, and whatever, but it's like, man, it, this is a human experience, and none of us are going to make it out by, by doing a perfect job you know like we're gonna be mean to other people even if we don't mean it sometimes and it's bad enough if, if like you're a caring person and you can beat yourself up enough about that kind of stuff mm-hmm. to have other people beating you up on it it's just it just just to like make themselves feel superior it's just I've sort of turned that around of like the people that are doing this that are sharing these videos of like oh look at this Look at this idiot, whatever. Like, that's just, that's a gross behavior to do that. And I I swear to God, if I just made a YouTube channel and I just did that kind of content where you just pull a clip out of social media or somebody saying something stupid or doing something stupid, like, I could probably have a very successful YouTube channel because a lot of people do that. That's literally like what a lot of people do right they just react to people doing things that they find unacceptable and then they just you know they just tear that person apart you know verbally and they just continue to do this and it i mean you're gonna get the views you're gonna get the thing but it's like do you want to really be in that space and if you watch that content enough it's like those people know what they're doing you know what I mean (laughs) like they don't even I don't even think a lot of them like have any real actual feelings towards the content that they're commenting on they just know that it works they just know that there's an audience for it and then so that they they even have like they'll even pay other people to to find clips that are going viral and that's pretty much what people do I mean (laughs) so much of like YouTube and things is like let's look at whatever the trending video is of somebody doing something stupid and let's all comment on it and I just don't this is not a recipe for like success for society I don't think and uh, yeah I think a lot of people are getting sick of it or, or not just getting sick of it I think people are just over it and um you know, it's like, I get it, especially like the, one of the reasons people get stuck in those cycles is because they've been hurt by someone who's done something similar to the stupid person on the internet, right? Or the person that is being made an example of on the internet. So in a way, it feels like they're getting some sort of catharsis from watching that person get quote unquote destroyed, you know, or it's like the the words that they use for the social media posts or videos. Um, you know, it makes them feel better, but it doesn't really heal them. 
you know maybe it's part of their healing journey i suppose but you don't want to stay there you don't want to get stuck in that energy you know if you're somebody who's just like oh man i hate people all all of this type of people or this way because of this thing and they suck you know all blank suck you know like what what put in fill in the blank whatever group that you feel like you've been wronged by it just doesn't it's just not a good look you know it's just life that like will ultimately separate you from having experiences with people that are meaningful and um whether you recognize it or not i think that's the reality so so we'll see how this goes i mean hopefully <laughs> Yeah, I'm. I'm gonna. I'm. I'm moving temporarily to some place where there, there's much more socialization, and I've or, ordered this uh, this light phone, and I hope I have enough time to set it up before I leave, so that I can do an experiment for the next you know month or so of not having a uh, smartphone, and uh, it's not gonna be a month thing because if I and I'm putting this out there. As like proof and accountability for myself I can't go back to a smartphone like this is it you know if you're if you're an Apple person the walled garden is such a beautiful place it's such a comfortable place you know you have your iPhone you just airdrop files to your computer vice versa you know, you get messages, they pop up on your computer, it saves your passwords for you. You know, like you, you, you have your watch, it's completely synchronized with your phone, you glance, you get the information that you need. I mean, Jesus, the convenience is like the best. It's the best. So it's literally like if we if you were looking at this beautiful wild garden where everyone inside seems so happy and so content and they're all like sort of dancing around and they're all looking at their phones and they're all scrolling and they're all saying you know um i'm so excited and <laughs> this is <laughs> all the things that like an apple keynote address would say and i've loved the apple keynote addresses i've watched them for years um, and I just, it just, it's to the point where like, for me, watching the latest Apple keynote address, it's pre-recorded and it's just, it, it feels like forced smiles, you know, like everything looks perfect. Everything looks pristine. All the camera angles are great. All the architecture is amazing. All the nature all of the clothing, all the colors, everything is like perfect. And then you have this person who's who's saying all of the right words, you know, that they're they're reading this beautiful script and they're doing it in a way that feels like somewhat natural, you know what I mean? Um, like in and they're saying it with excitement and enthusiasm, but it's like there's it's like the cracks are showing. You know, it's like people aren't that happy. People aren't that genuinely like 
excited about everything every like incremental change and so i had a I had like a really deep thought about this of like am i being too uh pessimistic right so i before i really thought of it i thought about this like am i just a pessimistic person and i'm just looking at apple and i'm i'm, I'm, I'm just too pessimistic you know maybe i just need to be happier and i, I need to like be happy like the Apple Kino people, you know, <laughs> or, or, or like the Apple product reviewers, the really popular ones, you know, who are saying, you know, the iPhone 15 Pro is, is amazing. It's the best thing ever. It's, it's so much better than you, you can imagine. You know, this titanium casing, it's so beautiful and brushed titanium with aluminum and all this you know the 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 new cases made from this woven material and it's just you know it's just so sustainable and it's so environmentally conscious and in oh and like all the little details and look how the edges are just curved so slightly and look at the glass on the back where they've infused this color and oh my god it's so beautiful and they're not wrong so I think maybe it's just me, right? Maybe I'm just a pessimistic person. But then I just, I can look back at it and I can say, you know what, Apple, you've done an incredible job. You're an incredible company. You know, like you don't get to the size and success of a company that, that, that to like the degree that Apple has without putting out some insanely great and amazing products and all this kind of stuff. And I can, I can go, all those things are true. You make great products in terms of phones, smartphones, you're the top of the, top of the list. You know, all of these things that you're doing are awesome. But at the same time, I, I don't have to be enthusiastic about it. You know, there, there was a time, like, there was a time that I remember before smartphones existed. And it was exciting. It was this great unknown of, like, what could these things become? The iPhone was such an incredible watershed moment of, like, the pinch-to-zoom feature on photos. Like, what just that feature alone showcase this multi-touch capability that Apple supposedly patented the hell out of, but it didn't stop Android and <laughs> Samsung and everybody else from using the same technology. Um, you know, but but it was incredible. It was, it was amazing. You know, I think Steve Jobs was talking about like, oh, you can, look, you can touch your photos. Before then, it was unheard of to have an experience like that. Like, unheard of. Even just like wireless technology. I mean, just that alone. Like, look, the computer has no wires and it's still connected to the internet. Isn't that incredible? It's amazing. And so we find ourselves, I think, in this position where like now we've like have these products that are not new. They don't have that new feeling of excitement, but they're but they're very mature products. Like they They've refined these products to the point where, like, there's not a whole lot more you can do with them. You know? 
Um, and I just, I don't see anybody doing anything different. I don't see Apple certainly moving in any different direction. Which is why <laughs> there's like, again, there's like this resurgence, this like counterculture that's coming up of people who, they don't care that the iPhone has this incredible camera on it. They'd rather buy a camera from the early 2000s that takes arguably way less quality pictures. You know, like that is the thing that's happening. That's what's cool. And uh, and so it's like there's something missing, you know? There, there's this game called The Mirror's Edge that I love. And... Um, it's essentially like this pristine, amazing city that looks perfect. I mean, incredibly clean, like the cleanest city you've ever seen in your life. Everything looks perfect. But right at the that mirror's edge, like it's it's it becomes like too sanitized. You know, like if it, I, I know these, there was like when they tried to raise pigs in an environment that was sterile, the pigs started getting sick, you know? Like, they kind of need to roll around in the mud and get out, you know, get dirty and that kind of thing, you know? And it's kind of that type of feeling. It's like, I would be much more interested in some iPhone that's like, I don't know, has some sort of different, like, the cameras don't need to be better. They could just be different, you know? Um... So I, I don't know. It, there's also just this general thing of what's happened is we used to have physical devices, like several things. You would have a physical notebook, and I've bought a physical notebook that I need a pen to use recently. Like, that was the other thing. I, I was looking at the, the um, what's that thing called? The Incredible 2 or the, there's an there's a e-ink tablet that's um, really seems to be highly reviewed and everything else and I was looking at that and looking at that and looking at that and looking at that and like something wasn't quite right about it and then I realized like oh I just need to buy a notebook like a paper pen notebook <laughs> it's like you know a fraction of the cost I would have been it doesn't matter about the money but it's like I would have been $500 plus into this tablet e-ink tablet thing and then have a subscription for it when actually I just needed to buy a $10 notebook at, like, the convenience store or whatever, you know? And there's something, because there's something about physically writing things down. There's something different about that. It's like the best tablet with a writing utensil is always going to be a synthetic experience. So just getting back to, like, the root experience. So, but the point was, like, there was early demos of technology and they would show someone's room. And so in the room, they would have their calendar up on their wall, uh, you know, like in the back of the desk, stapled up or whatever. And then they would have their notebook sitting on the table and they would have their calculator sitting there and they would have their, you know, all these different things. Their address book would be sitting there. Their phone would be sitting on the desk. And what we've done is we sort of, over time, like those pieces like disappeared from the physical space. The calendar physically disappeared and it went into the phone. And the calculator physically dis 
disappeared and went to the phone and the address book and and all of these things and in, in the camera that you used to have also like went into the phone and the tape player you know the cd player whatever like went into the phone everything has been swallowed up into this single device and yeah it's cool it's incredible it's amazing but you also like it's not necessary and and not only is it not necessary because everything is in that one phone like in the device you end up on that device all the freaking time it's just too much so uh i don't know we're at this point where like you have a smartphone that has the maximum amount of convenience absolute maximum but what what's so much more fun is buying an old camera that is way less convenient. You have to charge it. You have to take the pictures. If you want to get the pictures off of it, you to take the SD card out. You got to put the SD card in the computer. You know, like you had to go or to the kiosk to get them developed or whatever. Like, <laughs> or, you know, print it out or whatever. It's a much more, it's much less convenient, but people are choosing to do that. And I think that's where we're at. We're at this, like, I feel like there's this inflection point in society where it's like, because the convenience, ultra convenience is so popular, it feels like you have to go in that direction. And certainly those companies are going to want to, like, force you to keep you in that walled garden. Because, you know, and when I say that, I don't just mean, like, yes, like, Apple has the best walled garden. But, like, any of these smartphone manufacturers, it, it's like there's a certain amount of a garden in any smartphone. So, um, it's like walking through the, the, the walled garden and looking around and seeing all these people with the smiling faces and the happiness and just starting to see, like, these people are like addicted, you know, as happy as they are, there's like a sense of like addiction behind the smiles. And there's a sense of like, that they can't escape, you know what I mean? Like, it's just and like that corner of the smile. That's like, where it's like, help me. <laughs> you know. <laughs> and I just felt like this with like watching that Apple keynote addresses like this last like, several where it's just it's just too forced it's too happy excited i get it i mean there's still there's still like the gold standard in terms of what is um you know gonna be the most popular or whatever but but i just i want to go in a different direction that's all i'd much rather be the person that has the the camera separate camera and the phone that's separate and the, you know <laughs> i mean not everything has to be separate like this light phone thing I'm, i i think it has a, cal a calculator on it and i think it has a calendar in it but even you know it's like there's a thirst for that and i i wish that there was more companies that, that would pop up to sort of fill in this new need. So the most compelling device still 
has been the Light Phone 2, which was like a, I don't know, interestingly enough, it's like an Android underpinned product. It just, it just doesn't use, um, there's a difference between Android as you know it in a smartphone that you buy versus like the underlying operating system, which is actually open source. There's a whole thing behind that. So um, you can use Android without using Google, surprisingly enough. So, um, you know, and I don't know, maybe I can, like if I, would, if I had meaningful work in my life that was like truly meaningful, it would be developing products that actually like enhance people's lives in a way that like leverages technology, but in a way that's not staring at a screen. We're starting to see some of this stuff kind of pop up. You know, there's some interesting things like people you can you can get a ring that you can wear that unlocks your that's like your car keys basically. Um, that you know that kind of stuff's kind of cool. It's just things that are cool that don't require a smartphone. You know, like there's still like I recognize that like having a smartwatch has utility. It's just, I don't want it to have to be tied into another device that is, that also has all this distraction on it, you know? So, anyway, I wanted to put that out there. I am um, going to kind of take one last try at this whole thing and... Um, I mean, if it doesn't, I mean, it just, I don't know. It, it may require me to to even, like, change careers, you know what I mean? Like, I may have to find a job that's, like, doesn't require the internet in the same way, you know, as the, the previous work that I've done. Or perhaps I can just, I don't know, carve out a, a way, uh, I don't know. We'll, we'll see what happens. But I think you get the general idea. I'm just saying I'm sort of surrendering to the fact that I just I just can't do the smartphone thing anymore. I just can't. I can't do the smartphone thing anymore, and I can't do the home internet thing anymore. The times that I've experimented with having no home internet was, was just amazing. It was so much better. You know, there's alternatives to things. You can still buy blu-ray movies you know you can still go to the movies but ultimately so much of this is like increasing socialization so you know if 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 you're like me and it's like well for myself speaking for myself i made my home environment so comfortable so convenient so entertaining there was no reason to leave <laughs> You know, and it had to do that for a while. But, but you know, that wasn't great. It was just sort of making the best of a bad situation, and um, and it was synthetic at best. So, time to move on. Let me know what you think. If you liked the episode, feel free to, to give it a like on Apple Podcast. Um, if you want to comment 
leave a comment on Spotify uh, if you have the Spotify app. Or if you don't have a smartphone, cool. Maybe, uh, I don't know, find your way to a comment on one of my YouTube channels or something, and then we'll, we'll chat.